so let's start yeah i'll give an introduction first every morning when we wake up the first thing uh, when we open the door is we pick up the milk pouches right but majority of houses major majority of indian houses with milk packets we also pick up uh, garland uh, packets which we call full wala packet and they are often used for making puja for offerings during uh, the daily puja nearly every house in india uses flowers for puja every day we have seen our mothers our grandmothers using flowers for puja and we have these local full walas who deliver uh, flowers at our doorstep but today we have founders of huvu a startup that delivers fresh flowers so that you can celebrate your day with the beautiful flowers welcome the sister uh, the sister entrepreneurs disrupting india's flower industry with their floral startup huvu thank you so hello much hello yashoda hello ria how are you very good thank you so much for that kind introduction so i am yashoda and i'm ria nice to meet you hi and welcome to lifey talks i'm ravya sarda So um welcome Ria welcome Yashoda and um, can you let us know about your background how did you start with uh, you know this idea how did this idea come up to your mind mm-hmm. yeah so i can start talking about it okay. um but well, actually i mean we've been in the flower space uh, for a long time uh, since we were born because our father and our mother is a uh, business has been the export of roses the roses that are used in bouquets um so you know we both worked in our family business we've seen how uh, our parents had expanded it uh, but we were looking at doing something on our own right and um, we were researching the retail flower space and actually the idea came from watching my mom do her daily puja one of the days i know i was just working from home and um, kind of just brainstorming when she was doing her elaborate daily puja and that's when you know the light bulb kind of went off that whenever we were thinking about flowers as well we were thinking about it in terms of bouquets and like um you know what you're gifting to your friends your you know valentines day mothers day all of those but here's a flower need that's so so indian and that's so obvious but there is no company that's really trying to build in this space right and that's what got us really excited and we started researching it more and of course that hypothesis about the scalability of the business became clearer and clearer and that's how we got it No, oh, that's wonderful. But uh, what about this name Huvu? What does it actually mean? It's it's so a very Huvu cute name, small one. But what does it actually mean? Thank you. Uh, so Huvu actually means uh, flowers in Canada. Uh, we are from Bangalore, home base. So you know, we wanted to pick a word that was very nostalgic, that was very Indian. Uh, I think you know, everyone who thinks about puja thinks about it in their mother tongue because that's how you're taught to think about it. and okay. that's what we wanted to do as well okay and uh, as you're saying about the flower market and all the bouquet flower industry functions in an extremely extremely systematic uh, way right from quality checks but how did you get this idea to get into the floral market which is uh, unorganized and so fragmented mm-hmm. i think where you see the most amount of chaos is where there's the most amount of opportunity right Uh, and I think we both grew up in the bouquet flower industry, so you know we've been in floriculture our whole lives. We've seen our father, and you know today the innovation, the systems that you see in the, that industry, it didn't come from scratch. It all came in the 
last you know two to three decades when you know pioneers came in and really set up that industry to work that way mm. um and there's no reason that, that shouldn't exist for puja flowers right something that we always say is that every hand that touches the puja flowers in its journey should benefit in some way right but right. apart from the customer like from the farmer onwards mm. uh, right now that's not how it operates uh, mm. but we really believe that you know we can make that industry kind of happen and we can make that happen for puja flowers just the way we saw it happen for bouquet flowers yeah because uh, when i see this market you know today we all know like like hundreds of platforms are there to order great quality uh, uh, bouquets you know speciality bouquets online or offline but if you would ask me where do i get my puja flowers from my answer would be the same as my mother or my grandmother uh, from the local market right because of the quality the price and freshness is never guaranteed so how are you changing this situation here So you know exactly like you said you know today's puja customers a lot of them get their flowers in the same way that their mothers and grandmothers did even though the life that they're living is very different right so we always talk about a fresh take on traditions there's things about traditions as things about puja that you want to retain you know the lovely feeling of having flowers in your home right. that experience you know setting aside 10 minutes in the morning to just you know connect with yourself and connect with the world but for those 10 minutes of peace like right now you have to go to the market it's hot it's dusty it's loud you have to negotiate for flowers even half the flowers you get you know you're getting ripped off for them by the time you actually end up coming home half the flowers are dead right so that yes. entire experience just seemed broken to us and you know what was really ridiculous is that from the time of harvest to when it gets to the customer's home the flowers get more and more expensive Hmm. But the quality keeps increasing. They're degrading throughout the day, right? Hmm. So you're paying the most expensive price for the worst product that you could possibly get, um, and that's not anybody's fault. That's just the way that the whole supply chain is working, and that's what we really set out to change, right? For those ten minutes in the morning, uh, where it's supposed to be our peace and gratitude, and you know, really feeling connected, if you make your entire puja journey reflect those ten minutes, you know, no. one quick. description you always get fresh flowers they're always reliable you're never getting ripped off and everyone who's interacting with these flowers from the farmer onwards is benefiting right that's when you feel really happy about those 10 minutes as well okay so then once you open whatsapp you can't stop so that's the issue Absolutely. so tell me what was the biggest challenge uh, when you you faced when you started your journey with huwu uh, i think uh, biggest challenge more like a block i think in a lot of people's mind was this entire concept of buying puja flowers online or having a company around puja flowers right, right. Uh, we believe in this vision uh, but when we spoke about it to people they were like oh you know i didn't even know that was possible or this uh, industry is so unorganized how are you going to organize if it hasn't changed in 30 years how are two young girls entering this industry going to change it? right those are the questions that we were asked um but actually what really helped us and helped us not look at it really as a challenge is that yeah. as much as we believed in the idea our customers believed in the idea because yeah. whenever you know when we spoke about this concept people would say oh my god it didn't exist before how do i subscribe Correct. so that was proof of concept we needed right the customers were happy to have a product like this even though it didn't exist before mm-hmm. and that's what adidas want to you know build this brand out and uh, right. stick with it for longer right so you and started you- during the lockdown period We started a year before, so we started in Feb 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I mean, of course, you know, 
we were like a year old when the lockdown hit okay. uh, so we did have to adapt a lot to that uh, our product is something that lockdown or no lockdown puja is happening in fact more puja is happening um, for us we took a conscious decision to actually pause our um, orders during the lockdown keeping our team safety in mind our customer safety in mind and um, that was a gamble we had to take right we were one year old and to say we were going to pause subscriptions um, but it was really gratifying because once we did it we got a lot of love from our customers saying that you know we're happy you decided to do that and yeah. we're happy you prioritized your team's health over you know the sales that you're going to lose out in that time and i think that allowed us to believe more in our the in the company that we're building that it's not just the product but it's this culture that we're building and it also gave that confidence to our team and customers about right so let's talk about the company here you know i i, I would like to educate people here like what who actually does right uh-huh. so if anyone ha- is having a confusion uh, who is replacing for uh, puja flowers or any questions they have in mind how would you like to describe your company as what who does if i have to summarize what we do in general it's hmm. elevate the entire puja experience hmm. how do we elevate your puja experience it's through this very integral part of puja which is the flowers right uh, so we are creating a consumer brand around puja flowers and the entire puja experience uh, so that those 10 minutes when the customers playing in the morning those 10 minutes that are supposed to be peaceful and gratifying what goes in making those 10 minutes a reality should also be peaceful and gratifying i shouldn't be yelling at my local phoolwala cursing my flowers and then going into the puja room when i want to be peaceful that's not going to happen right so how do we create that beautiful 10 minutes you know that 10 minutes of your day how do we ensure that everything about it is beautiful gratifying and fair for whatever you know that journey that those flowers have got correct let's talk about the response uh, from people how was the market's reaction to huvu so actually from day one we saw a lot of customer support coming mm-hmm. i think you know it's an industry that is ancient right it's been going on for many many decades probably more right. than that um and yet the supply chain was broken and no one was paying attention to it so i think from day one when we started we knew very little of course we had a floriculture background we had a few ideas but i think everything substantial that we know today we've learned from our customers So from day one, it was our customers who guided us, right? You know, whether it was the products, whether it was the grammage, whatever it was, they said, you know, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? This is what I would prefer. And as young entrepreneurs, as a startup, we were always listening to them, right? And we were always doing it. But the reason they were so invested in us, the reason they gave us this advice and feedback and all of that love. was really because they wanted this product right and no one had listened to them for so long i think mm-hmm. the you know if you actually say what was our biggest skill set in the beginning and what ensured our success i would say it was just listening to our customers right uh, customers who people had been ignoring for a very long time mm-hmm. um and we continue to see that uptake and i think that's what energizes us in the beginning it was the delivery aspect uh, you know then it was the freshness of the flowers and extending that shelf life i think today it's you know the sanitization uh, the wide availability the brand around it that really is selling people on these flowers and that will keep changing i think as we keep growing what draws people to us has to keep evolving um and we have to keep listening to our customers to hear like what's next you know what more can we do correct correct so let's let's talk about when you talk about you know freshness freshness of flowers which is very important 
करेक्ट सो आई यू इज यूजिंग सम काइंड ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी फॉर दिस बिकॉज वेन आई वॉज रीडिंग आर्टिकल्स अबाउट हु आई रेड समवेयर यू नो द फ्रेश देर इज अ फ्रेशनेस विच स्टेज फॉर अ लॉन्गर पीरियड फॉर अ वीक फॉर टू वीक्स राइट सो आई यू आई आई एम क्यूरियस टू नो आई यू यूजिंग सम काइंड ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी फॉर दिस Yeah, so I think technology has always been at the heart of what we do, and uh, you know, even as as founders, if you look at it, right? So I have a tech background, Ishita, as like operations and finance. Okay. Uh, so we split it evenly, and I think you know we've always had a focus on both. Hmm. Uh, in terms of the shelf life of the flower, that was really a game changer for us. Hmm. You know, we had to work with the supply chain and the farmers and everything to get started. But to really go through all these chants, like we're on Big Basket, Milk Basket, Custom Home, Zeppelos, Wiggy, Danzo, basically you name it, and we're there. And right. the reason that we're able to do that is, you know, if your flowers die in two days, which is the typical shelf life of these flowers, Correct. none Correct. of these platforms will break you because all the customers want it and they're searching for flowers. But Correct. how can any warehouse, you know, keep a product that dies within the next few hours? Correct. Right? Correct. So then we were like, okay, how do we solve for this problem? Mm-hmm. We did a lot of experiments in house, you know, really drew upon the experience that we had from our floriculture background, mm-hmm. um, and we came up ways of you know, treating the flowers for moisture, temperature, bacteria infection, whatever it is. Um, and we came up with this packaging and processing mix that okay. extends the shelf of the flowers from that two to three days to fifteen days, right? Mm-hmm. And once we were able to make it a fifteen-day product shelf life. then you can go through all of these different channels right like the world kind of becomes your oyster um we are still pushing that fr- uh, frontier like we're still working on additional technology that can get us to you know 45 days even 50 oh. days in right um that has been very exciting of course it's not out yet um, but hopefully in the next few years you know we can really push what it means to get fresh puja flowers um and make it available to everyone you know wherever they might Correct. So the secret lies um, in the packaging. Correct. Um, now it's yeah the process and yeah, the packaging. It's like the complex mix of both. Okay. So um, let's let's, let's let's sorry you were saying something. Uh, that when it comes to freshness, right? Uh, usually, when we look at freshness, we look at it as a utility factor. I'm okay. sending my friend flowers which will look fresh so that she knows that you know I didn't buy her bad things hmm. or whatever it is. Right? Uh, hmm. but freshness in the puja flower space is very different right it's not just about oh does it look fresh right now it doesn't end there right. because it's an offering right you're using it for worship whether you're using it to pray to the god that you have faith in or to put on you know a loved one's photo any of that that freshness is an indicator of the amount of respect you're giving the amount of love you're offering right is right. in turn done by that freshness so that freshness is very different where we can't say okay one petal is black it's okay the customer will adjust the customer won't because you're not going to make a subpar offering to your god right so freshness has such a huge emotional question for our customers that for us we are crazy about this word freshness right it's in our name we call ourselves who fresh we say a fresh take on traditional flowers and we pay so much attention to freshness and that's why we're constantly innovating on it because freshness is not just the utility it's an emotion that our customer is uh, is, is relaying to their form of worship and us providing our customers a fresh product is our way of giving them respect our way of saying that we are listening to you and we understand why this is important that that's the sweetest gesture and can i tell you one thing you know it's been 15 days i'm sharing my personal experience so i do puja every day and it's been 15 days so my phoolwala has not come so so before i mean uh, 
सम टाइम बैक आई गेव यू कॉल एंड वॉज लाइक कि मैडम जी आना तो होगा नहीं हम तो गांव चले गए हैं एंड विल कम आई कम आफ्टर मोर फिफ्टीन डेज सो इट विल बी अ मंथ का छुट्टी वट हैपन्स जनरली इज वेन यू आर वर्किंग so okay when you have time you'll go down and pick the flowers and you know but when you do not have time this thing doesn't click you it clicks only the next day in the morning when you are you know you took a bath and when you're going uh, uh, towards your temple and then oh aaj bhi phool lana bhool gaye so i think you're you're solving a major major problem here so let's talk about the subscription uh, thing how how does this process work let's let's suppose if i am if i am uh, you know if i am a customer and uh, mm-hmm. if i want to take a subscription what should i do yeah so our main thing right and what's beautiful about this product again is that it spans across socio economic backgrounds different religions in india use flowers um di- different economic backgrounds in india use flowers so for us something that was very important when we were building out hubu is making it accessible through as many distribution channels as possible wherever our customer wants our flowers they should be able to get it so one of the key distribution channels we look at is um grocery platforms or milk delivery platforms right? right so the same way you are able to get your milk on big basket daily or super daily or any of these you should be able to get flowers on the same place as well uh, so the same way your milk becomes reliable so does your flower purchase right um right. so all of these different platforms were available in eight cities uh, were available in most major grocery platforms it differs across cities and all of that information is available on our website as well like for instance in mumbai they're very widely available usually on blinkit um so that basically wherever our customer shops we want to be there so you can get the flowers along with these online channels something that's very exciting for us and is still in the works is uh, we want to be available with your local foodwala right okay. so we we don't look at the foodwala as our competition we want to say that if we provide a better superior product to that foodwala then they are able to be able to provide a superior product to you so mm-hmm. we actually done experiments with that in bangalore we have supplied to local markets here and they have sold our packaged flowers as well mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully we'll be at the nearest foodwala for you but before that you can buy through us from so your who sisters are everywhere right <laughs> that's a good And you know, and how does the subscription work? Same way on newspaper, milk, grocery okay. subscription. On monthly basis. Monthly basis. You just go onto your app. You pick the frequency, the variety that you want. One click, and you check out. And then you know you don't have to worry anymore. Every alternate day, every day, whatever you prefer, the flowers will show up at your doorstep, and they'll always be very, very fresh. Okay. So how is it like? Uh, is it a mixture of flowers? Like when if when I get flowers from my foolwala, it's like a, a mixture of different different uh, what you call marigold or mogra, and there's one garland. Then I they send bale patro for. Uh, you know for shivji for shivling and then there there is this durwa thoda thoda hota yeah. hai in a very less quantity but it's there so are you providing all these things it's it's a combination the packet so we have all of those available and actually one of our most popular products is called the assorted flower uh, and then the other one is assorted flower plus greens so it's exactly that right so you get a mixture of flowers in the packet and then little bit of tulsi little bit of durva little bit of bel patra whatever you need for your pooja that day 
um we have about 50 skus you know so basically every type of flower garland whatever you require we're able to supply that to you uh and we have different combos you know if you want to go for garlands we have that if you want loose flowers we have that beetle leaves lotuses basically whatever you require for your puja we're there and okay. we'll get it you know uh they say it's difficult to work uh, to do a business with a family member but <laughs> but uh, you sisters are doing a fabulous job and you are doing it so successfully before opening you know before uh, uh, doing this getting into this venture of who uh, had you ever thought about starting a business together never <laughs> <laughs> never yeah. uh, but you know something that really helped us is um, we didn't work in our family business together so yeah. we got a better idea of each other's working styles and i think what really helped is we were both away for college um so when we came back we had to learn about each other as adults again most times we're not able to work with family because we have a lot of preconceived notions yeah, you're lazy at home you'll be lazy at work you're like this you know these are the things but then to relearn about each other and your relationship as adults mm. it takes a lot of work but it, it it's very helpful right because um what i mean how we are with each other as sisters is not the same as we would be with colleagues and kind of finding that middle ground is important and we we did have that conversation early on because at the end of the day that relationship between us is the most important right mm. uh, so to be able to have that open line of communication mm. and um, also because we know so much about each other i think out of everyone in the world i will know what will irritate riya the most and she will know what will irritate me the most <laughs> so we spent our life Hating each other. Yeah, yeah, because as kids, you know, that's what you want to know. What's going to take off your sibling? Uh, so, given that, you know, respecting each other's boundaries, respecting what the other prefers versus doesn't, all of those were conversations we had to have, and it's a conversation we have to keep having. It's going to continuously evolve, and something that really helps is that we do work on different parts of the business, right? If uh, we are not stepping on each other's toes, uh, as Ria said, she takes care of tech and marketing, I take care of day-to-day ops and finance, and we both are finally driven by the same vision. So you know, because we're so different in our our, our experiences, the kind of people we are, we do disagree a lot. and that's great because if either of us comes up with an idea we know that we have to convince the other person so that idea should come with some justification we're not just blindly going to do it you know mm. and because of that we have a culture of experimentation in the company anybody mm. comes up with an idea we structure it as an experiment and say let's try it as an experiment for this specific time with this budget in this way and let's see how it goes mm. um and you know that way we're able to continuously challenge each other and challenge the entire organization uh so that way you know it works out in a, in a way yeah we also we, being a part of our family business you know mm. not only did we work with each other but we worked with the rest of our family right like mm. uh, my father and my mother they like they started that business out together they were the ones that ran it together so kind of our whole life we saw that balance you know like when family works together like what are the pitfalls what are the opportunities because you know everyone asks us especially if they have siblings at home they're like how do you work with your sibling <laughs> but i think also a great strength right um oftentimes it's either your partner or your sibling that you end up working with and you're very lucky to have that not everyone has complementary skill sets not everyone is able to work with family but then finding a co-founder is very difficult finding someone that you are going to stay with during the toughest of times i think you know we went through two lockdowns imagine mm-hmm. in the first three years of operation two like big pandemics that kept us all at home and stuff how do you survive that unless you have a co-founder that you can really trust mm-hmm. that and life happens to everyone right so mm-hmm. when life happens 
how do you tell your co-founder this is what i need from you this is what i'm able to give you um i think having family then is very very important or someone who's like family correct absolutely and i agree to it but uh, tell me how how do you balance your work life and uh, your personal life how do Everybody, you ஒர்க் <laughs> to be able to come back to work refreshed the next day it is a constant struggle and especially in the flower space where you know markets open at 5 am uh, customers get their flowers at 7 am you know so they were getting calls throughout the day and stuff um, but yeah it, it, it's something that you, it's a constant work in progress i think that's the best answer i can give for that yes yes by some sorry you were saying there's this idea i saw somewhere and it's like you know you're constantly juggling right and you're juggling different balls it's work life health all of that stuff mm-hmm. and they're all made of different materials you know some of them are glass balls some of them are wooden balls some of them are plastic balls right mm-hmm. um and it keeps changing it's not that work is always glass or it's always wood it, it changes right and i think you have to be flexible enough with that and be like you know this week i'm going to prioritize this because once a glass ball breaks you can't get it back but there are certain balls which you can put aside and then come back to later on as well and that's what life is about right it's about constantly reprioritizing and saying i need to know what's important in this phase in my life even if that phase is like for a week or a day or whatever that unit of time is mm. okay but um uh, yashoda i would like to ask you have you had any fears or concerns um that you had before uh, working with your sister and turned out to be true only yashoda <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry both of you can answer this yeah uh, fears concerns no i think the biggest fear um slash concern that was there and will always be there is how do we ensure that our relationship doesn't struggle through what we're doing through whatever is happening and thankfully so far it has not come out to be true and hopefully it never does uh, but you know having that fear always is good uh, because then we don't take the other person for granted right it's very easy for me to treat me as my younger sister at work and maybe sometimes to share an idea and I say no no you don't know I know better but i don't know better about her space she knows better she comes with her experience and i come with mine right um but to kind of you know that that won't happen if i have this fear that you know i have to respect we both have to respect each other as individuals as professionals in the workplace and we have to value our relationship as sisters so even if we have a disagreement at work uh, and however heated that disagreement is at the end of the day we still have to step into our house and have dinner together right and that is important that cannot suffer because of some disagreement we had right. so i think that fear and concern is good in that sense because mm-hmm. it holds us in check and reminds us that you cannot take each other for granted as much as you would like to we take our family for granted the most uh, and in companies i think we end up taking our team for granted the most but in both places to constantly remind myself that, that that's not something i can take for granted that's something that in fact i should continuously be grateful for 
to be able to have that smooth relationship in both ways yeah so riya i have a question for you see like you must be talking um, uh, to yashoda more than 50 times a day right and you live in the same house and you care for each other everything said and done but would you say that your relationship has changed at all with your sister of course you know uh, to give you an idea of how interactive we are we're currently sitting in my office and through this glass window mm-hmm. we can see that that's her desk <laughs> so literally at any point i can look around and i can you know just knock on the glass and be like yes you what are you doing so um you know of course like our relationship has changed and you know what you showed us said as well we both had left for college right so you know mm-hmm. we both went abroad for college and you know we were in completely different states as well mm-hmm. so i think that helped us like rediscover each other when you're working in our family business and being like oh you know like you think you know some like your siblings you grow up with them you take them for granted you're like oh i know this person inside and out right but then it's always nice to be like oh there's you know something a little bit different they have changed in their time apart and i think your respect for them grows your love for them changes over time as you go through life experiences right i think in every relationship especially in sibling ones mm-hmm. um working together also obviously does that there's a lot of you know stresses that you have to deal with together there's a lot of dynamic situations where you just have to like kind of go with your gut and rely on each other and you don't have that time right but with siblings you already have that rap or you you've been fighting against your parents for so long that you kind of know how to get each other's back and things like that i think it reinforces that it shows you a new respect for each other in a professional setting mm-hmm. um and like you should have said you know it teaches you what really matters because you know at the end of the day whatever we fight whatever we disagree on we have to get in the same car go to the same house eat at the same dining table mm-hmm. um and you don't want to behave in a way i think you know with your co-founder or with your colleagues in general in a way that you can't go home and eat with them right so it's mm-hmm. nice to have family there because you treat them with the respect and it's a constant reminder not to take them for granted anyone in your team. absolutely absolutely i wish i had this rapport with my sister but <laughs> <laughs> whenever we meet it's like 5 or 10 minutes ka like a good hug and everything and later we start fighting we have our own grudge <laughs> uh, i think conflict sisters brothers mothers whatever it is conflict in any human relationships will happen even in colleagues in companies it happens all the time but mm-hmm. i think how committed are you to the relationship right will you get over the conflict and will you remember what's important at the end of the day that is what is really important well said well said yeah i absolutely agree to you and uh, tell me let's talk let's talk about who you know your company uh, did you talk about this idea to anyone before and did you face the situation where people are like not understanding your idea and now people are like oh my god you're doing so great did this happen to you i think most common response we always got was people being like you know just kind of like that aha moment but yeah. like why did this not exist before because it makes so much sense you yeah. know and that's been a consistent response we get whenever we say puja flowers and i don't even explain the whole concept it's like those two three keywords and people are like oh of course you know like i use flowers in my house or my mother uses it or people are able to relate with it immediately mm-hmm. and and that becomes a great like a proof of concept right because as soon as you explain your product and people are like of course you know i know it so and so knows it they're able to you know create that connection very quickly mm-hmm. of course in terms of people's questions it was more around can you build a business around this 
how are you going to do it because people have tried and they have failed in doing that before and it hasn't changed in so long how are you going to change something that has never changed right um, but for us honestly um that was exciting because if we were doing something that people have already done then yeah i mean there's a lot that can be done there are a lot of people doing it amazingly but that was an art industry right every business we, comes with a challenge yeah exactly and when we said we wanted to disrupt the space that word disrupt meant a lot to us when he said a fresh take on traditional uh, flowers that fresh take was important to us so when people were like oh but this is how things are we're like yes and that's what is exciting because there's so much we can do like even now when you know we talk to people so many times people give us so many ideas they're like oh you should do this you should export your flowers here this that and we're like yes you know they're really Really, sky is the limit here. There's so much we can do. Um, where we're adding value to this industry, and we're building something that's useful um, and has a lot of emotional value, right? At the end of the day, for our customers, and that's what excites us. Like when you think about one packet of flowers, it's not creating a dent in your wallet. It's a small wallet's end, but it's such a high emotional need. Like even when you were talking about yourself, when you wake up and you're like, "Oh, I forgot the flowers," you're not thinking, "Oh." You know, I didn't spend on those flowers. You're thinking, "Oh my God, how am I going to do my puja now? My day is going to be disturbed. My day is going to be spoiled because I don't have that thirty rupee packet." And that's the value of these flowers, right? That that they are invaluable in your worship. That's what excites us. I think I would say the one thing which we saw is that in the beginning, when we would tell people, they'd be like. Oh, okay. Like you know, they're doing some lifestyle business, some small thing they're doing, type of thing, you know. Mm. And we would be like, no, you know, this is going to be big, you know, mm. because I think a lot of people, especially like in the VC space, in the startup space, because they are not puja people. Right? A lot of them yeah. don't do puja. So they'd yeah. be like, are religious? Do people do puja every day? And you know. All we have to do is like get into our car. Let's just go around this street once. You'll see at least two temples, right? Like that is India. You'll see these puja flowers every every cab, auto, everything you take. And once we started pointing it out to people, you know, later on when they would see us because this community is quite connected, they'd be like, oh, you know, now every time I get into a cab, I notice that there are puja flowers there. Or every time I look out in the street, I see someone has put. Like it's just so Indian. It's such a big part of our life that it's almost become invisible to people. Agreed with it. Agreed with it. You know, correct. So, do you uh, work directly with the farmers here? Yeah, we do, and that's very integral for us to grow our brand as well, right? To be able to work directly with farmers, ensure that we're getting the best quality product as quick as possible, and that supply chain is something that. Because we come from that supply chain background, we take you know we're like yeah we set up the supply chain of course, uh, but that is one of the most difficult parts, right? To be able to look at the supply chain that's spread across India, um, you know, build the right farmer networks, uh, vet the right farmers, ensure that you're providing the fair terms where the farmer is happier as well, and we're able to provide the product at a fair price to our customers. Um, that was the first thing we had to figure out because unless we had the supply chain grip, there is no way we could build this business. Right, and there have been people who have been passionate about this space and wanted to try it, but were not able to get the supply chain right, and that's why they couldn't continue. Right, so that for us, that was like the foundation before we even start. The supply chain, and I think also the shelf life, because shelf life is what matters in this industry a lot. अगर दो दिन का फ्रेशनेस मिलेगा सो ये तो ट्रांजिट में ही खराब हो जाएगा करेक्ट सो आई थिंक शेल्फ लाइफ एंड यू क्रैक्ट इट एंड सो दैट्स दैट्स द मोस्ट इम्पॉर्टेंट थिंग सो व्हाट अबाउट यू नो द डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन चैनल्स हाउ कैन वी गेट फ्रेश फ्लावर्स फ्रॉम हुआ डिफरेंट प्लेटफॉर्म्स 
uh, where who is accessible yeah we're available across all the major grocery platforms uh, as i said depends across cities you can find that information on our website as well but we're available on big basket fresh to home daily stepto blinket um daily geomart danzo daily swiggy all of these platforms milk right milk basket um so basically any platform that you essentially use for your day to day grocery and subscriptions we are available there um and of course offline stores as well we will be available at the offline store closest to you very soon okay so what do you enjoy most about uh, being an entrepreneur riya for you <laughs> <laughs> i think every day is a new experience right i think um i did a career assessment in college and they said what you enjoy doing is being a student so yeah. i was like how do i be a student for the rest of my <laughs> life who will pay me for that but then i really what being an entrepreneur is being a student for the rest of your life every day you have to learn something new you have to constantly be upskilling yourself i think i enjoyed that okay and yashoda what is the strangest thing you have done uh, as an entrepreneur oh god what is the strangest thing i've done yeah it's a tough question when it is raining in our warehouses no okay yeah i mean a lot of i guess like you don't start seeing anything as strange because everything becomes normalized mm-hmm. uh, but i mean so many times like at 4 am you know i've just had to drive to the local markets handle stuff there or mm-hmm. um, kind of physically dispatch stock ourselves stuff like that which doesn't feel strange to us in the moment but a lot of times when there are others you know even if it's a family member who's seeing the work that we're doing they're like what are you doing you know uh, so i guess in that sense strange but every day is strange in that sense correct okay so as a woman entrepreneur did you girls face any challenge or you know from the people in the market because as you see uh, indian society they always look up to men uh for starting a business or for starting a family business but uh, being a woman and being you know at such young age you started your own work so how was the reaction of people and what challenges did you face i think um, you know i don't know this like psych study i studied psychology in college so the study comes to my mind um where they had done this i think with like sat scores or something uh where they had men and women do the sat and then compared scores and then they had another group before they or like during the sat the questions that they saw were that like women were worse at math or you know questions were around that bias mm-hmm. and when people had then done the sat the scores for women were lower than they were for men because your that unconscious bias is being created in your head when you're reading that stuff right and for us we've never seen being women entrepreneurs as a challenge and a large part of that comes from the fact that our parents never allowed that bias to enter our head you know because we're three sisters and growing up that way for our parents like we had to do what we had to do we we were going to grow up and we were going to build not just businesses successful businesses right like that's how our parents thought uh and that's how they brought us up you have to be first in class you have to work hard and you have to figure out your life on your own you're not going to ride off of what you know they do and kind of coming from that background we we never saw being women entrepreneurs as an obstacle more as something that allows us um to understand what we're building better 
Mm-hmm. Ultimately, with flowers, uh, a large part of our customer base is women. Um, mm-hmm. A large part of our team is women. You know, most of the ladies that do garlanding, all of those are women. So for us to be building in that ecosystem was very exciting as women. We were able to understand what our customers were looking for. We were able to build a trust and a support system within our workplace, being female founders. And mm-hmm. we never even emphasized the female part of the founders. Um, we only realized. that it was a big deal when our when our sales team right they would go out to different apartments and like talk about our product and when we were doing one of our like debrief meetings they told us that they in fact emphasize a lot that by female founders because our customers love to hear that they like we always tell them your age we're like why are you telling people our age and they're like they like to hear that you know you're young women who are in this business but that didn't even click in our head mm. so for us we're like we have to do what we're doing and um, i think obviously there is a lot of bias uh, that a lot of women and a lot of communities in general tend right. to face right. uh, but we have been very lucky uh, but not to take that luck for granted right because yeah. we have this opportunity to build something and we have the luck where we have so many people that have supported us so many uh, female and male mentors that we have had that have always you know got our back and said you can build this and we know that you're going to build something successful um we have to pass that on to the people that we see in our journey Absolutely. and that's why building a team that's majority women focusing on upskilling the people that we hire understanding that there are limitations people are going to have in different ways in terms of you know whether it's a gap in their time of work because of marriage children whatever it is or other responsibilities that they have which you know um male members or other members may not have like we have to be more understanding and empathetic to those things and i think that's what we have learned as female founders correct yeah. you know i think we first used to go and you know go to the market or like go to buy machinery and all we used to be like who are these girls you know but we were so we were so lucky to grow up with our parents with our school with our teachers in such a way that we were like yeah we have to do a job let's just go do it who you know we never thought of ourselves as not being able to do it that we just ignored it you know like recently i was telling someone that you know me and my mom we had gone to the local flower market to just look at garland designs it was just a research trip mm. and we gone in broad daylight it was like 4 pm or something like that um and you know we went in we were doing all of our job we went we saw all the garlands and da 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 we came back home you know just we were like okay good day we finished all of our work then i'm going through the pictures and the videos and i'm hearing like whistling in the background you know people singing and all of that stuff and i was like what did this really happen like were people really trying to make us uncomfortable but we didn't even notice and she was like yeah you know like we went in with our purpose and we are so lucky to be so secure that all of these people were trying to do this stuff we didn't even give it a second thought mm-hmm. you know like i think women entrepreneurs will always face challenges they Absolutely. will always going to have this thing Mm-hmm. um but how well can we insulate them right like how well can we support e- each other so that these outside voices can't even get in like you don't even hear them beyond the point um i think that's the goal that's that's wonderful yaar and you rightly said that we are in that secure environment and that is why we are blessed right but uh, what is important is also a headstrong mind i mean your mind is correct your yeah, mind like you know what one of our team members uh, she was the second uh, lady we had hired for garlanding mm-hmm. and um, 
you know she was telling us after a few months after she joined that when she told her family and she's so good you know she's one of our fastest uh, team members and when she wanted to come work everyone in her family was just like you you've never even taken a bus you've never stepped out of the house you are going to go join a, you know join a job and she was so scared but her neighbor was coming so she was like no even i want to try and i enjoyed doing this she came now she's our floor manager she handles 50 women if we send her to the market she's going to scare all the market people away with her bargaining skills she's yeah. so confident you know like i when she first told me that story i'm like this can't be true because i have not seen that side of you i have seen a, a confident badass lady who has control who does an amazing job yeah. um but the only thing that had held her back before was confidence right but yeah. she she came to terms with it but of course uh, and then there was that support system around her so it's our job to consistently create a supportive environment where people can shine because people have that shine within them we're not creating it but as long as they're not obstructing that shine i think we're doing our job yeah we always say powered by women yeah sorry we always say we're powered by women because we really believe like being women and being in this environment is one of our biggest strengths right and like yeah. yashoda said you bring people up you give them that environment and it's just amazing how much they share absolutely you are not only creating jobs but but on the other hand you are also giving confidence to women to you know uh, do something for themselves to stand for themselves and that's absolutely and they give us confidence obviously yeah. more than anything <laughs> yeah correct correct okay. so what are these entrepreneurial hacks you have developed to stay focused and productive in your uh, daily basis mm-hmm. I'll say one that I really recommend is rewriting your to-do list every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that really reprioritizes your whole day and kind of gives you a outside scope. And then mm-hmm. the other one is have a lot of mentors. Um I think our mentors have been so instrumental to our journey. They've always kind of pulled us out of our day-to-day grind and made us look at it from a bird's eye view. Um and ask us questions, right? As entrepreneurs, you're kind of like at the top of that pyramid and you're answerable to everyone in the company uh but you know who's really going to point that finger at you and be like what's next what are you working on that's really going to push this company tenets and your mentors will be the one mm-hmm. for me personally like building and you know as an entrepreneur you're never going to have a full fledged routine or today this is how my day is going to be a lot of things will change about that um but having a general framework of routine is something that helps because it's easy to say every day there's a fire let me fight that but the habits that you're building every day in your organization are building the larger organization that you're doing right so making sure that you're having those checkpoints you're having those routines is super important and one thing that i always you know kind of challenge myself every day is what is one thing i'm doing now that i can delegate to another team member because when you're an entrepreneur you feel like i know the product the best i am doing the best job and nobody is going to be able to do it better than me that's mm-hmm. not true mm-hmm. and that's not healthy because then my entire company is limited by my ability so the ability to delegate and empower your team is very very important so to constantly question yourself saying what is it that i'm doing now that someone else in my team can do better or if they can't do it better right now how do i allow them to try so they can do it better right so then you're constantly building a very strong leadership team that's not dependent on correct correct uh, ria how do you personally define uh, your business success is it money is it freedom or influence or creative expression and innovation or it's something else yeah how do you define it i think it's the customer satisfaction when you know the customer reaches out and says god bless your team um and i think equally important to us is our team 
right when we see these ladies and we see how much they're doing and how proud they are of their work that's mm-hmm. when i'm like okay we're building something that's going to last a long time you know this is this is sounding like an answer of uh, a miss india company is we want to be seen as innovators right that mm-hmm. um doing something that is make that the fresh like that when we say a fresh take on traditional flowers it's essentially that that you're seeing something that's so everyday uh so part of your life and then you're taking a back step and saying how can we innovate and build this in a better way mm-hmm. um and that 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 you know applies in all walks of life, life right like within our organization one thing was about how do we take a fresh take on that product that we're doing but for us it was also about our team a lot of times when we first started people are like just hire a bunch of guys who can do your packing and you know send it out they can do your delivery you don't have a bike issue you don't have that we're like no but we don't want to do that we also want to build a women led team we also want to give the opportunities to these people so it was about a constant fresh take with everything that we were doing within the organization so if it's something that we were to be you know remembered by it's about how we always looked at an ordinary problem and came up with something extraordinary out of it yeah i think our father always told us he was like business is not about money it's not about capital it's not about anything it's about creating value right you're bringing together different what is an entrepreneur at the end of the day you're not the best accountant you're not the best coder you're not the best this or that you're just best at bringing together different resources so they can create value together mm-hmm. and i think now you look at id foods or like zomato or nike there's so many amazing entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. created so much value and like out of nowhere right, right, right. nobody right. can question that i think we're so lucky to be building on the shoulders of these giants and to be remembered in that league you know like creating value um i think that any piece of advice um to the founders or you know people who want to start with their own business any piece of advice by you too i would say just try you know because i think the biggest thing that holds us back a lot of times mm-hmm. um is that fear of taking that first step and personally that was the case for me for a very long time and you justify it by saying i need to make this plan i need to make this projection i have to do market research and yes you need to do all of those things you don't just you know jump it um with your eyes closed but you're never going to reach that 100% of planning of market research or projection mm-hmm. you have that bare minimum where you have the idea so mm-hmm. you you kind of have to think about it as what is the least that i can do to get started rather than what is the most that i can do because there is no upper ceiling to that most right i could still 3 years in i could still be doing research and finding new things that i need to know so try because one but when you're trying don't be complacent constantly think about how you can iterate on what you're trying right and that's how you're constantly improving yourself as you're building yeah i would say the first step is half the journey like mm-hmm. just take the first step and be like whatever comes up my future self will be smart enough brave enough to handle it and usually you will wonderful you are well said okay at the end just let us know let our um, audience know how uh, you know what again what is who about what how can we take the subscription and uh, few other details like what are the products available other than flowers 
on Hugo. So Hugo is a fresh take on traditions. We start with flowers. So puja flowers are the foundation of what we're building and we are focusing on elevating your puja experience uh, through the kind of products that you're getting for your puja. Starting with puja flowers, we also have other batis that we've launched, camphor and a few other non-perishables that are on, the, on their way to really circle out that entire puja basket. Um, but through every product, we ensure that we're giving you the freshest, uh, highest quality product uh, so that you're able to go ahead with your 10 minutes of gratitude in the morning completely hassle-free um, and you know you can subscribe for us through your favorite grocery platform we will be available there uh, and we're continuously updating which platforms we're available on which cities we're available through uh, because that is what is important to us because wherever the customer is they should be able to get our product rather than going searching for it somewhere else um, so you know you can find that information on our website on our Instagram Instagram, we're constantly posting about it and if you if you're not able to find us in your city or a platform that you're shopping on please send us a message we're always looking for feedback from our customers and we'll try to get there as soon as possible great great and what about um, uh, you know flowers during the festivals can we also have uh, 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 the flowers during festivals like uh, uh, in Mumbai Ganpati festival is celebrated in a huge huge number correct and mm-hmm. on a grand level uh, Diwali. So, how about during these festivals? So, can we subscribe? Is there another, some other way to, uh, you know, other than these monthly subscription? Uh, do I get flowers in bulk? Like during Ganpati, my house is entirely decorated. Yeah. Uh, during yeah. Diwali, my house is decorated. So, how do I do that? For all big festivals, we have specially curated festival packages. So you can go for that one-time thing and we have everything, your torans, your garlands, your loose flowers, banana leaves, beetle leaves, whatever you need for your festival. We always curate it and we have a message around what that festival means, how it's celebrated. So it really adds value to your experience. So whether it's your day-to-day subscriptions on your grocery platforms or your one-time festival needs, uh, we have you covered, whatever you need for your and even during non-puja, I mean uh, non-festival times, right? If you mm. want to try a product or you know, there is a specific puja happening in your house, whether it's a Brahma Pravesh or uh, Satnayan Puja, anything like that, you can always buy our products one time as well or subscribe. Both options are available to customers. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you, Yashoda, and thank you, Ria, for joining us. And uh, at the end, I would like to say that entrepreneurs going into business together need to have each other's back. Much like how uh, Yashoda and Rhea, these sisters' relationship goes. These sisters do show us how working with a sibling can be fun and a profitable idea. So, uh, one advice or one thing I would like to say to the audience here is please go subscribe to Huvu from your any near uh, uh, local, uh, what you said, that different platforms are available as Amazon. Can we, can we name them? Amazon. Blinkit. Yeah, Fresh, Big Basket, Big Basket, um, Fresh to Home Daily, Super Daily, uh, Milk Basket, Geomart. All all the platforms, all regular platforms you are using in your daily life. So you can go and subscribe and use fresh flowers on a daily basis. So thank you, Yashoda. Thank you, Pooja. Uh, Sorry, thank you, Ria. It was wonderful, wonderful. Can you remember me as Pooja? It's fine. I have been saying Pooja Pooja so many times so I'm so sorry for that but thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us and uh, talking to me it was wonderful having you thank you so much thank you thank you